The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter will be a forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm Winifred Adams. I wanted to share with you that we have a wonderful guest today, and I can't wait until we get right into the heart of this show. We have Dr. Michael Lennox coming today, and he will be here to talk to us about what the stars are saying, what the planets are doing, how they're influencing us, and you'll even hear about his new upcoming book, and we'll talk to him about all the wonderful things that he brings to the table, and wait till you hear this. You will be so excited because he's brilliant at what he does, and so we even have some live readings today, so stay tuned for that. I wanted to say happy spring and all that to everyone. We've been having just a wonderful weather out here in California, which is sunny and warm. And I know that everywhere else in the world is still struggling with winter, even <laughs> even through the weekend. But I have some interesting things that I've been contemplating since last week and throughout the weekend, and I wanted to share with you. You know, when I went to the beach this weekend, I had an experience which was very interesting with a drone. And I was out meditating on the beach, and some fella a distance from me was buzzing me with a recording drone. And he could see through whatever camera he had on it that I could see him. And so he would literally hover over me as if he was looking at me and then dive bomb me and buzz around and then chase the birds and disrupt their flight pattern and all that. So I'm going to cause a little bit of disruption probably in this community, and I'm going to go to city council and demand that we ban these drones from our beaches and from people that can't responsibly use them and that harass our wildlife. People come out here because they want to experience the wildlife and it's already in danger with all the sea lions that I talked about the other week that are suffering on the beaches. And if you have people that are unconscious and, you know, hovering drones over suffering animals or disturbing birds in their natural habitat, we have an issue, and we have an issue of consciousness that I absolutely want to bring to your attention and bring to the table. So in this incident, I called the police, and the police showed up, and I believe they cited the fellow with a harassment ticket. And I feel very strongly about this, and it's not often that I stand up and take a stand for something vocally and say, this is something we have to change. But before this becomes a massive problem. I think we owe it to ourselves to really look at what we're doing. It's no different than having a gun. And if you have a gun, you have to have a license. It has to be registered. You have to shoot it only within certain parameters, et cetera, et cetera. And even that's a big issue. When we have drones that someone can remote control, fly all over the place, and they can come and hover and look at you and record you, that's something to really think about. And I think I'm going to talk about this on an upcoming show. 
But I just want to bring it to your attention right now because, you know, if we're numb and dumb to what goes on around us, things happen and then we're, we're suffering the result of that. But this is an opportunity for us to take consciousness in our own hands and say, how do we really want to do this? And how do we want to do this for our future? I mean, do parents want their their kids on the beach and having someone else videotaping them? And, you know, it's it just lends to so many different aspects that we need to consider and look at. And I feel very, very strongly about this, or I wouldn't even be bringing it up. So you'll hear more about it because I'm not going to back down on this one. And, you know... Hello, City Council, here I come. So anyway, I want to share with you our fabulous guest today, Dr. Michael Lennox. And Dr. Michael Lennox has done fabulous, fabulous readings for some time. He does dream interpretation. He also has written several books, and he has a new one coming out. And he's here with us today, and he's going to tell us all about what's influencing us right now, what's been influencing us, and where we're going. So welcome, Dr. Michael Lennox. Thank you so much for coming today. It is my great pleasure to be here. I am so excited about today because you have such a fantastic way of writing and articulating. And for all those of you out there that want to get Michael's newsletter, you can do that by looking up his website at michaellennox.com. So it's www.michaellennox.com with two N's. And Michael, so you've been writing about all these amazing things that have been happening recently and all the influences that we've been having. We've been going through this huge shift again. Tell us about this. Explain what's been happening to us in the last month. Well, we're at a real culmination uh, moment of something that's been going on for three years. Uh, Three years ago, in the middle of 2012, the planet Pluto and the planet Uranus began relating to each other in a 90-degree angle, a square. Now, first, to help understand this, how this, you know, might work in a a general sort of way, the planets don't actually influence us. The planets are us. They're an extension of us. Everyone has a little universe living inside of them, and there's a reflection consciousness that we live in. Everything is a mirror. And this, this is exemplified in our direct day-to-day life. You know, there's that old adage that happens when you, oh, I decided to buy a white Prius, and then suddenly all I see on the road are white Priuses. Well, there are no more white Priuses on the road than there were yesterday. You just simply opened your consciousness to seeing them. (laughs) And so the same thing is happening whether you see it or not. So you may not see that Pluto and Uranus are squaring each other up there in the cosmos, but they're doing it. They are big energies that are relating to, get to each other in this geometrical fashion, and they're happening inside of us. And Pluto represents change that happens at a deep and profound level, at the visceral cellular level, change over time that creates utter transformation. He is, after all, the lord of the underworld. So he's capable of creating a lot of dynamic change. And Uranus... It's the planet that changes things in lightning bursts, flashes of inspiration and waking up suddenly to new paradigm shifts of how you see the world. And a 90-degree angle is the geometry of change. It's, it's like the wall screaming to the floor, hey, stand up. But the floor screams back, no, 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 you lay down. And they never <laughs> agree. <laughs> but between the two wanting the same thing from different perspectives, suddenly the room exists. 
So 90 degrees is the angle of change that feels like conflict and obstacle, but that we build with, that we grow with. And because of retrograde motion, that is the appearance of a planet to move backwards, these two planets have interlocked at this perfect 90-degree angle seven times from the middle of 2012 to just last month. And that interacting of the big archetypes of change have changed everything. I don't know a single person who doesn't report back to me that in the last year, uh, in the last three years, that everything in their life has shifted and changed in some dramatic way. It feels like that. You know, I just came back from taking people to John of God in Brazil in February, and we had the big Mercury retrograde then. But when I returned, I swear it felt like we had Mercury retrograde delayed. It came back. You work in this field of, of helping others transform. And so when you do that as a, as a profession, you get to witness a lot of people. Uh, having their life experience. And I can assure you, it's like a little mini empirical study. You know, if I kept track of all of the things that my clients have reported to me over the last three years, I'd actually have a pretty nice piece of research, a good sample size and lots of reportage about three years of magnificent amounts of change and transformation. Some of it uh, uh, reportedly good and wonderful, some of it challenging and difficult, but absolute shifts and changes in the landscape. What makes this moment sort of crazy is that just after that final square between these two planets that happened in this month of March, we went into eclipse mode. Right. And we Hmm. are in the middle of the two eclipses right now. It's called a wormhole that exists between eclipses. The wormhole is a... a, uh, a theoretical construct from quantum physics that says a particle in one place in time and space can go through time and space like a rip in the fabric of it and find itself transported to another part of the universe in an instant. We've all seen this as a special effect in in movies where suddenly like there's a swirling tunnel of light and the spaceship sort of flies through it. Mm -hmm. That's a wormhole. So the idea in consciousness is, is that when the eclipses begin, we transport to other places in consciousness. The archetypal idea is, is that we, as human consciousness, are a reflection of the light of the sun, the center of our consciousness, the I am energy that's relentlessly shooting out into space gets reflected back at us by the moon. And the moon represents our unconscious. The moon is the, the part of us that says, hey, you know what? You think you're all that light, but behind me there's this vast dark space, and we're here too. Hmm. And here's the evidence of that. I'm going to reflect the sun's light back at you. And just so you know, this tiny little dot of reflected light is really representing that behind me is more unconscious, unknowable, dark space that you can possibly imagine, and you, you wouldn't believe the stuff that's happening in there, that's the unconscious mind, which, by the way, is much greater than the <laughs> conscious mind. And full of depth. This is wonderful. This is, right? this is so yeah. The eclipses is the moment when the alignment of the movement of these bodies is such that that beam of light is broken. The, the shadows pass in between. 
and we get a break from that relentless, never-ending beam of light. It's exactly like turning your computer off and rebooting it. Suddenly, your computer's moving faster. If you've installed any software, you can access it. Um, and it's, it's like starting over, but from where you've been to a better place. And that's what's happening in between the eclipses. This happens every six months. It's just a regular part of our growth in wisdom and awareness that we need. We need the eclipses to reboot, just like the brain needs REM sleep to go to sleep, clean the day's data off. We have little dreams and we process stuff. We make short-term memory. We discard all the stuff that we don't need and we wake up refreshed the next day ready to start again. The exact same thing is happening every six months in the solar cycle as part of the eclipse experience. So now, is, is this, Michael, a, a, a kind of a, a common thing, or is this only happening in the last few years? No, eclipses are part of no. our everyday consciousness since the beginning of time. But I mean this cycle that we're in right now oh in particular. Oh, my God, it's as rare as we've never seen anything like it. Mm, okay. If you are alive today, you have never lived through anything this outrageous. And if I were more of a mathematician... I would probably be able to quantify that a little bit, that there's just a, a similitude of wildly, relentlessly occurring, outrageous math, because, you know, the movement of the planets <laughs> is all just geometry. Yeah. So, yeah, no, this is unprecedented amounts of change, and it, it, it correlates archetypally to this, the change over the ages. We're coming out of the age of Pisces, and we're moving into, we are now fully in the age of Aquarius. So this is like the gear shift where the world is changing. Old structures are breaking down. By the way, when the planet Pluto moved into Capricorn, Capricorn is the archetype that rules structures. Pluto is the lord of the underworld who changes everything. The month he moved into Capricorn in 2008, the banking system in the United States of America failed. <laughs> Amazing. Pluto changes structure in Capricorn, and look what happened. We are living through the destruction of an old consciousness of what the order of things looks like, and we're building a new one, and we're doing it in the archetype of Aquarius, which is the community comes first, the global consciousness comes first. And what has emerged in the age of Aquarius? The Internet, the global, Barbara Marks Hubbard calls it the noosphere, the idea that there's this sphere of intelligence that connects the entire planet to each other where thought is transmitted in an instant. And this is what's going to bring about peace for humanity. It may take a couple of generations. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> We're getting there. But you know, it sounds like what you're saying is that this is opening up and it actually mirrors the, what I'm seeing that comes in my door is that people are radically shifting and those that want to grow are growing, growing, growing yep. because they're yep. changing everything. They're just saying, yep. I'm not, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm yep. now going to do this. Here we go. Yep. yep. I'm waking up. I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Now, that doesn't mean that people aren't falling asleep and falling away. They are. I don't know many of those people, and none of them are invited to brunch at my house. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but there's enough of us who are waking up and gathering and sharing a like-mindedness of that awakened consciousness. And we've got 10 more years, by the way, of Pluto and Capricorn, where the focus is going to be on the breaking down of structures. 
Yeah. I think we've got another at least decade of crazy shift and change and radical stuff that's just going to look like violence and terror and awfulness. Uh, uh, hopefully you're buying the new white Prius. Yeah. <laughs> for humanity. And you're exactly. everywhere because it's available for us to see. And it is through these burgeoning peace movements and higher-level consciousness conversations that are fractured and happening all over the planet right now over the next 10 years are going to start to coalesce and come together and emerge. And when Pluto moves into Aquarius in 2024, we begin, I think, the next seven or eight generations worth of coalescing a peace movement where unity is, is the way and separation consciousness is, is, it falls away forever. Well, that's such a beautiful message because really, you know, people get frightened when they hear, oh, no, not more of this. There can't be more of this yeah, negativity yeah, that's it's, happening. It's, but, you know, change doesn't happen without a little yeah. bit of squeezing. And, and yeah. e- let's put it this way. If our egos were so easily changed, we'd all be enlightened and life would be lovely. But we aren't, and they aren't, and here yeah, we are. And it, so. that is hard work. It's, it is hard, hard work. Living a spiritual, masterful life is hard, hard, hard work. The other thing that I always like to add out there into the conversation is, the work we're doing is not for us. It's right. for generations that haven't even arrived. So stop doing all the work that you're doing, thinking that it's going to be, you know, the benefit is now. Sure, you benefit now too, but if you're not in it for the people who will stand on your shoulders, you're not in it for the right reason. Absolutely. And on that note, we'll be right back with more Michael Lennox. And if you'd like to look him up, you can look him up at michaellennox.com. And you can find his book on dream interpretation on Amazon.com as well. And we'll be talking more about that when we come back. We're also going to talk about where we're headed and a little bit about Michael's inspiration and how he got into this. This is so amazing. It's beautiful work. And I'm honored to have you here today with us. So thank you so much for coming. And you guys stay tuned. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. You can find us on Twitter at MLB Radio, and you can find us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter. And if you'd like more information, you can find us on MakingLifeBrighter.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit makinglifebrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. I just want to know if last week after the show, you all stood up and went, whoopee! (laughs) For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you have to go back to the archive and listen to last week's show. We had on Robert Boggs, and he had gotten hit by lightning and lived to tell and has amazing, amazing experiences, and we just had a great conversation. We were talking about how... When life gets too much, you just have to stand up and say, whoopee. And I suppose if you did that right in the office right now, um, <laughs> you'd lighten the day for everyone. Today, we're talking with Dr. Michael Lennox, and he is talking to us about the planetary influences upon us and what that means for us and now what it's meant for us and where we're going. And welcome back, Michael. We're Great to be here, always. I really want to know... With each guest that I have, it's so fascinating to me where this came from, your your expertise, and what influenced you. And did you know this as a child that you wanted to do this, and were you interested in this? Tell us a little bit about your story and how you arrived here. Well, you know, dream interpretation is really the first gift that I discovered, and I did discover this as a kid. I was fascinated with my dreams um, uh, as a little boy, uh, and... uh, uh, in my teenage years, my mother started studying for her master's in social work, and the uh, seminal piece by Freud on dreams, uh, the interpretation of dreams, showed up on her bookshelf, and I read it. Hmm. And I was, I don't know what I got, you know, as a 15-year-old reading that book. Um, but, you know, Freud is actually a very accessible writer. He's an easy-to-grok uh, to, to uh, uh, writer. And um, I certainly understood that dreams could be interpreted for some deeper value. And so in social settings, as a teenager, when kids would say, ah, I had the craziest dream last night, I would say, well, tell me what you dreamed. I, I, I might have something to say about that. And what occurred was sort of amazing to me is that I don't know how I did it or what I did. I just spoke. You told me a dream, and I told you what I thought, and people's eyes got wide, and they said, wow. That's really interesting. And because that experience was so satisfying, you know, to have somebody widen their eyes and look at you and say, wow, you're cool. I love that. So I kept (laughs) doing it. So even though I had a whole other trajectory in my work and career in the entertainment industry, um, I never left the spiritual path. So from, you know, I I bought my first set of tarot cards as, as a teenager. And, you know, someone told me when I was a young man that I had a you know, energy gifts for healing in my hands. And I was like, I don't know if it was true or not, but I certainly was thrilled to hear the possibility. So I had this side trajectory of spiritual curiosity um, that was very profound and powerful. Uh, They merged in my 30s when I was just felt like my soul was being eaten 
uh, in the entertainment industry. And I, I, I spent five years as an executive at Playboy. Ah, <laughs> that's a big I shift. A of, I had a lot of fun, but boy, <laughs> yeah, it was a little soul crushing. That's when I just decided to go to grad school. And I had no idea. I know I didn't want to become a psychotherapist, but I needed to radically shift the, the structure of my life. So I went and I got my master's and then later my, my doctorate in psychology. Um, but by this time, I was already very steeped in the dream interpretation and had already begun to study astrology. And the astrology came about also as a young man. I was about 25 and I had my first astrological reading. Um, and the... Rocky Gardner was her name, and she made a copy of my natal chart as she gave me the reading. And I looked at the chart as she did her thing, and I just understood it. Like, I got it. She talked about Mars in the 11th house, and I looked down, and there it was, and I was like, that's Mars, that's the 11th house. I understand this. What I found that was powerful about astrology and why that became so prominent is, is that I am very energetically sensitive. We are hurtling through space at 67,000 miles per hour, and I can feel that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all can, because we're all in the same, you know, Merkaba car spaceship hurtling through space at 67,000 miles an hour. I just happen to be outrageously sensitive to that movement and to the influences of the environment and the landscape uh, on my inner experience. And so I think one of the reasons why, if there's a faded reason why I became an astrologer, it was to understand my own experience, to navigate it with more grace and ease. Um, and one of the values that I got out of astrology is I was, I was raised by an empirical, scientific psychotherapist mother, which is, of course, why I didn't want to become a psychotherapist, because mm-hmm. my father was one. <laughs> really did you get analyzed? I, right? Did you get analyzed? <laughs> I did, right, left, and center. And I participated in it willingly until I objected. Because one of the things that taught me, which was a false belief, was that if I was having an emotional experience that was left of center, that there was something wrong and that I had to find out what it was. What I have learned, and what I stand in as a spiritual teacher, is is that it hurts to be here. Life hurts. What we do is we make up stories outside of us to match the hurting we feel on the inside. And then we get engrossed in that story, and then we are looking outside of us for the cause of why we feel the way we feel. When we take away the layers of the grip that that story has on us, what we are left with is is that we are human beings who rise to the top of the wheel and feel ascended. Then we rise down and we drop to the lower part of the wheel where it's a little mucky and not so comfortable. And then we rise up again. And this happens in cycles that are breath to breath, day to day, week to week, month to month. And if we don't make meaning of the feelings that we're having, they pass very quickly. And then we can, through prayer and meditation, engage in that process so that we can choose the feelings that we're having based on the thoughts that we're allowing our mind to perseverate in. What a great way to say that, really. That's just so brilliant. But, you know, we have somebody here um, that has uh, phoned in for for you to read, and I'd like to... 
I'd like to touch on that. I'd like to, we have a caller, John. Welcome, John. Hi. And hey, John. Uh, so I would, I would love you to jump into John's chart, Michael, and, and tell us how, given what you just said and all the things that we've been talking about, how that fits into whatever John's experiencing right now. Well, John, you, you, you are absolutely, actually, you're the perfect person to be talking to about this last three-year cycle and sort of in the crossroads over to the next sort of cycle, whatever that winds up containing, because the geometry of where the math is upstairs and the geometry of your first breath connect very much in right at the center of your being, right where you live and breathe. Your sun, which is the I am John consciousness, and your mercury, which is the mind. They were next to each other when you were born. Sun and mercury conjunct. So who you are, how you speak and work and talk and write is all sort of one consciousness. And it's in the 11th house, which is public, public displays of who you are. So even without knowing anything about you, I imagine that you work out in the world where you're visible, where there are communities that see who you are and operate. And this is changing radically right now. You're coming out of about a year, year and a half cycle where the planet Uranus has been what's called inconjuncting your sun. The inconjunct 150-degree angle is an angle where something gets dropped, something gets left behind, something happens that has to be left by the side of the road. Uranus is known as the Great Awakener, but he doesn't care whether he wakes you up with a nudge or a jolt. And so sometimes Uranus can bring circumstances that are very difficult, but they're designed to wake you up. And so when I look at your chart and I see how the last three years of mechanizations between Pluto and Uranus have impacted you, what I know is because the Uranus piece of that is done, that something has occurred in, your, in the last year of your life that has caused you to have to drop away from certain circles or public displays of you, communities or friendships. Something has been going on out in the world, in a public way, that privately has caused you to have to let something go rather significant of how you experience yourself, your self-consciousness. The benefit of this is that even if that situation was difficult, because Uranus tends to bring circumstances that wake us up, we often wake up most easily with difficult or what we might call negative circumstances, the, the Pluto portion of this is very productive for you, very positive about altering and working with a new sense of self that's just beginning in such a way that the next year winds up being very productive, creative, especially around writing or communicating from a more authentic sense of self. Our friend Jupiter, the planet that brings uh, expansion and abundance and prosperity, is also working with you in a way that you are stepping in. You should already be feeling this right now, magnificently over this last month or two, very creative and fulfilled in a more esoteric, creative fashion. So what I'd be curious to ask you would be, what the hell happened? <laughs> that had to cause you to drop off a whole bunch of sense of self so that you could reinvent yourself and just know and trust me that it's going well and you're, you're stepping into a, a vibrant process of self-expression. I host a talk show on Pittsburgh Cable. I'm also a writer. 
I've been hit with multiple scandals, most notably last week. A local lawmaker here in Pennsylvania accused a gay pride event I'm running. He claimed the drag queens were all strippers. Put me all over the news. I had a big counter-protest. So what you're saying hits home to me because my entire life has been about transition. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go, baby. It's a council race for May 4th, and I want to see if I could actually pull it off. Say that again about May 4th? May 4th, I'm calling for a city council debate to actually discuss some of these political issues, and I want to see if it's actually going to happen. I would be surprised if it didn't. Um, there's, there's a... There's a... Uh, first of all, the, on May 4th, the moon is in Scorpio, you're a Scorpio sun, your Mercury's in Scorpio, so there's an alignment just... As a day of the week, May 4th for you is a day, this is a tiny little energy, nothing major, but it's enough to sort of say, yeah, it's a day you're going to feel uh, 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 visible because the moon is going to be in the same side as your sun and Mercury. So the moon is reflecting who you are and what you have to say. There's a process that's going on right now that is definitely inspirational and creative for you. This is this Jupiter trining your Neptune, I spoke about it just a moment ago, um, that it, it, it shifts gears because Jupiter's been retrograde. That's a behind-the-scenes sensibility. So until he turns around, which he does in about four or five days, you're still in a behind-the-scenes kind of experience of expansion. If you actually are expanding, but it's it's inside or indoors, if you will. And with him moving sort of into the outdoor realm, you're much more likely to have, um, you know, a, a, a more outward experience of uh, visibility. Um, also, it just in a very general sense, the, the cycle that you're coming out of is very much about things being taken away or being dropped. The cycle that you're beginning is very much about picking up new strength, new purpose, new vision, and new verbal, written, powerful expression. These are two long, very different cycles that overlap, and you're in the overlap. Do you, do you, you follow me? You're, you're both letting go and starting up at the same time. These are very contradictory. But the one that's about dropping and letting go is really over, and the one that's really about standing in a new version of your voice is absolutely beginning. So if in this mix, you, remember earlier in the show what I said was, if it's happening, well, I didn't say it this way, but I'm saying it this way now. If it's happening out there, it's also happening inside you. So that inside you is a cycle of your voice being cultivated at a new, more authentic, more powerful level. Now, you're telling me a story that says in a couple of weeks, you want to actually be out in the world using a new, more powerful, more authentic voice. And I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I can tell you that the story that's unfolding archetypally and energetically for you implies a use of that new, more powerful, more authentic voice out there in the world. So John, does this make sense? Have yeah. at it. A lot of sense. 
Yeah? Does this, does this actually resonate with you? It does. John, would it be fair to say that, let's just say that without getting into the, the sort of, again, the fortune tellery element of this, like it happens, it doesn't happen, is it safe to say that because of this scandal, that it sparked something in you that, that like a demand to be heard that could be incorporated as part of your essence and being for the rest of your life? Oh, absolutely. Thousands of people were on social media commenting on this in the past few weeks. Okay, so this is absolutely so about your life journey. So taking, uh, taking a focus out of this story, the experience of the story, because I'm certainly not in a position to say whether this happens in this way or that way or, you know, above my pay grade to, to, <laughs> to know your future. What I guarantee you is, and we can meet again in 10 or 20 years and have a cup of tea on the porch as we're getting older and say, God, you remember 2015? And you will say, that's the year I found my voice. Now, hmm. I guarantee you that what I just said is true. That's brilliant. I believe it. That's brilliant. Well, this is really fascinating, but we have to jump in for a break now. And if anyone would like a reading with Michael, you can email him and find him on his website at michaellennox.com. And thank you, John, for for calling in and being a part of this with us today, because uh, I think that's just fascinating. Hopefully you feel the same way from what you've just heard. Thank you both very much. Yeah, this, this is great. So if you'd like to get in touch with Michael, uh, please contact him directly through his website at michaellennox.com. And we're going to be back with more Michael Lennox right after break. We're going to talk to him about his upcoming book, his previous book on dream interpretation, and what's you know coming for us in the future months. So this is amazing. Thank you so much for listening today, and stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Michael Lennox right here on Making Life Brighter Radio on the Health and Wellness channel, and you can hear us in all the archives at makinglifebrighter.com on the radio tab. So tune in, stay tuned, be focused, and just be. Be love. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.makinglifebrighter.com. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back, and I just want to thank you all for listening, and definitely for those of you that write to me. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate all your comments, and I'm glad that you're enjoying the shows. If you missed a show, you can certainly go and catch the archives at makinglifebrighter.com on the radio tab there, and all of that is on the player. Otherwise, you can subscribe through iTunes and the podcast there. And you can find us and follow us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, where I'll give you more updates of things that are coming. And as we go forward, we have quite a bit that's coming up for us. Next week, we're going to talk more quantum physics with Diane Collins. And after that, we have Dr. Love, who's going to come on. And we also have upcoming later in the month, Charles Lightwalker. And if you'd like a reading by Charles Lightwalker, please email me directly at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. But right now we're going to return to our amazing guest today, Dr. Michael Lennox, and he has just gotten done reading John, and that was just phenomenal. So, Michael, what do you take away from that with, with John? I mean, how, how did you see that in terms of what you said earlier about what was going on in the world? Well, it's, I, well, I love that you asked me that. I, I, I wasn't sure where the question was going. Um, Okay, so one of the things that has been happening for the world and individuals over the last three years has been this enormous amount of gear shifting, right? It's been happening out there, uh, uh, and it's been happening in individuals, uh, um, people waking up to their own consciousness. Right, right. One of the things that I have, let's see if I can articulate this in a simple way. I think there are a lot of people on the planet right now with a great deal of vision, a vision for raising the vibration, a vision for bringing peace, a vision for changing things. I don't think the world has been ready for a lot of the voices that are emerging. I know even specifically in my own life that my dream work was active and vibrant for uh, a, a decade before the world was interested in the dream work. Um, and there <laughs> yeah. was an astrological shift that caused or was simultaneous to it expanding when the planet Neptune that rules dreams moved into Pisces, his ruling sign that rules dreams. Suddenly my work expanded in the dream world enormously. By the same token, what's happening in terms of individuals who have a voice and a reason for being here, a dharma, to shift and change things out in the world, there needed to be the receptivity for the new voice, the new vision. And so for a lot of people and the world at large, these last three years have been crucial 
for not only the individuals to ready themselves to stand in the truth and the power and the authenticity of their voice, but for the world to be ready to hear and receive it. And that's, I think, what this moment is about, a conclusion of a three-year readying process and the beginning of a receptivity for the new information to come through. And that that's what makes me excited for the next 10 years, even though I'm not terribly excited to see more challenges and terror and murder and war. I'm excited to see the emergence of new voices and a world's receptivity for them. And I think that John is an example of someone who's trial by fire and alchemy happened towards the end of this three-year cycle. He's just coming out of that process and ready to step into using his voice. Oh, that couldn't be said any better. That's brilliant. You know, you've been doing that, like you said, your dream work, and you have a book. Tell us about the book of the dream work. Well, the first book that I wrote was called Dream Sight, S-I-G-H-T, and it is a dream dictionary, but it's not a reference guide. It's actually a teaching tool. It's designed to help people do what I do when I hear a dream. If I hear a dream, I'm kind of translating the story of the story. You tell me a dream, it's a story told in symbols. Those symbols have universal meaning. The meaning is based on the thing itself, what it is, what it does, what its use is, or what its essence is. So the fact that I can interpret a dream very quickly isn't that I know things that aren't knowable by everybody. It's just universal information. A cup contains water. Water is the essence of life. So the cup becomes a symbol for my capacity to contain something that I need very much to take into myself, right? Right. That's what a cup means. I didn't make that up. That's built into into cup. Now, what I can do, and my gift, isn't that I know those things. It's that I can do this very, 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 very fast. Right. So DreamSight is designed to help the reader think in universal terms. There's only about 300 terms in it, but each one's about 1,000 words long. It goes from every possible angle of what something might mean so that the reader will begin to stimulate their own ability to use universal consciousness as part of their interpretive process. And there's a good three or four or five written chapters that precede the, the terms section that outline my particular approach to dream work. And that came out in 2011. It's now in actually in five languages, which is really exciting to oh, me. Congratulations. That's Jack wonderful. And Chinese and French. Yeah, kind of cool. And it's available on Amazon.com if you want to go Amazon, and get the book. Amazon.com and everywhere books are sold. So tell us about your new book. You've just written a book, and it's going to launch in May? May 8th. It comes out. It's Llewellyn's Complete Dictionary of Dreams. Now, this is just a straight reference guide. There's probably around 1,200 terms in the book. So it's, it's a straight, like, if you can dream it, it's probably in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so these two books are actually are good companions for each other. One that sort of teaches you to align your consciousness with thinking about universality as a language. And then Llewellyn's Complete Dictionary of Dreams is just your go-to reference guide, dream dictionary, where if you have a dream, chances are each symbol that appears in the dream is probably going to be listed in the Dream Dictionary. That comes out. Both of them are from Llewellyn Worldwide Press. Uh, that one launches, I think it's May 8th is the date uh, of, uh, of release for that. And I'm excited. I've got a 
third book brewing that I can't really speak about yet, but hopefully <laughs> will come out next year. That's an illustrated book on dreams and archetypes. And, we can't uh, wait. We can't wait. So if people want to contact you for dream interpretation, how do they do that best? Yeah, everything is available on my website, michaellennox.com. I'm also big on Facebook, Michael Lennox, or I have a, 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 a professional page on, on Facebook called Perchance to Dream. I take all comers in both places. Um, I do have a newsletter that you can sign up for, and I write uh, articles every new moon and every full moon that I share with my general list. If you get onto my newsletter right away from listening to this show, I'm still sharing my daily column with all of my readers through the uh, full moon on April 4th. And that's something I do in between every eclipse, every six months, is I share my daily column with everybody. That's actually a subscription service, which is also available, and information about it is on my website. It's called the Daily Astro Alerts. And it's $8 a month, and for $8 a month, you get a comprehensive daily astrological description of the day's experience of the astro weather. It goes out at 9 p.m. Pacific time the night before. And uh, it's, a, it's a great value for your buck in terms of, you know, navigating your way through the daily shifts and fluctuations of what's going on. Oh, that's wonderful. And so tell us a little bit about where we're headed. I know you talked about the good and the bad in the general sense of the next 10 years or so, but just in the next few months, where are we headed? Well, I think that we have a little bit of a, a lull before the next, sort of strongly felt um, major planetary cycle that sort of comes in and begins to hit us in the fall. So I think that in some ways, the like May, June, July, August, September-ish period of time is going to be uh, a little quieter than the last three years, a little less bumpy. Uh, planet Pluto that's been responsible for so much of the structural changes goes retrograde in a week or two and stays there for a few months. And one of the things that that means for us all is is that the shifts and the changes in structure um, are more focused on the inside than the outside. And so you'll see a little less outward conflict, but potentially a little more inward adjustment to things that have changed recently. That's okay. I'd take that any day over all the outward things that I keep seeing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, baby, because I can actually control. The one thing I can can control in my life is my own experience, right? I can't control anything that's happening out there, but I can certainly deepen my private practice when things are, like, you know, hitting the fan in a big way, and I can... I can meditate more and do more prayerful work and up my ritual content. And, yep, I'm with you. Now, let me There's ask you a question, Michael. Coming, when people... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but the, the next sort of thing that's interesting to me that's going to impact all of us, that it is actually about what I just said, about the idea of upping your spiritual practice, is, is that starting this fall and um, into all of next year, the planet Saturn is going to be squaring the planet Neptune. Saturn is known as the great teacher. And so where Saturn is being active out there in the cosmos, we are facing responsibility, creating structure, needing to restrict and refrain. That's Saturn's bailiwick. He's all about 
be responsible. Are you bringing your A game? And if not, here's the hard work path. Neptune is the planet that rules God consciousness. Neptune is the god of the oceans, and the oceans are about the unconscious mind and the unity consciousness. There's more water on the planet than there is land surface. And so Neptune represents our ability to access our spiritual selves. A square, as we talked about earlier today in the program, is a conflict or obstacle that's built to foster growth. So if the great teacher is creating opportunities to foster growth with the arbiter of our spiritual experience, the two of them interacting are going to give us a wonderful opportunity to deepen our practice, to expand our spiritual awareness, and to put it into practice. The challenge here is that Neptune not only rules God consciousness, but he also rules escapism consciousness. And so, here, fairly warned, if you have some tendencies towards addiction or escapism, this transit's going to kick your ass. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> you can stay tuned because, Michael, I'd love to have you back again. This is such a sure, pleasure anytime. to have you here today. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming today. And if you all would like to learn more in-depth about what's going on in your chart, definitely contact Michael for a reading. He's amazing, and he's proven that today for sure. MichaelLennox.com. You can go on Amazon and pick up his dream book. And you can also contact him for dream reading as well as an astrological reading. And maybe he'll even combine the two because his work is just brilliant, and it's very easy to follow and understand in the way he describes it. And it's such a pleasure. We met years ago at an event where we were volunteering our skills for people that were um, underprivileged. And this was just such a gift. And I'm so happy to know you. So thank you so much for coming today. I'm I'm so glad that you asked me on. It is a delight. I remember that day well, and I am delighted to share this with you. Absolutely. So everybody, you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio and... Stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk more quantum physics, and we will be continuing that trend as we go forward in our conversations of consciousness as well. Um, as you know that we are focused here on upliftment and education and everything that has to do with your consciousness and growing. So that's our dedication to light and to love. And, Michael, one last quick question. What makes your life brighter? Ooh, uh smiling ah that's right share a smile everybody today this is an amazing gift take with you what he said today and contemplate it and see where it fits into your world and if you'd like to contact him go to michaellennox.com if you have more questions and you want to email me directly that's radio at makinglifebrighter.com check us out on facebook at making life brighter and you can certainly check out the archives on makinglifebrighter.com stay tuned next week we have quantum physics coming along and then after that we have dr love so we have all sorts of great things coming up we love to hear from you and are grateful for your listenership Go forth, be jolly, and have a wonderful, sweet day. Pass on the love, everybody. Making life brighter, that's what we're all about. Have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us each week at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.